Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and this is a second try at my introduction for this guest today. I'm sitting here with the lovely Kenya Christian. She is the CEO, designer, and artist of the 4209 Creative, and she is a local Northwest Arkansas resident and an artist. And I got connected with Kenya because um, I reached out to some folks at the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce and Karen Wagaman was uh, kind enough to connect with me. And we talked a while back and Karen said one day she'll be on the podcast to talk about Rogers and Lowell and all the great things that are happening in that area. But she reached out to me the other night during the Super Bowl and said, I've got somebody I think you need to interview. And that's when she introduced me to Kenya. That's when she introduced me to the 1619 art project that she's working on here locally. And when she mentioned 1619, which I'm familiar with because it's, it was an outstanding 
collection of essays, a collection of articles that were featured in the New York Times, and uh, and also became a podcast that originally started on the Daily, which is the New York Times Daily podcast, and then it morphed into its own podcast called 1619, and that podcast has been um, widely heralded and received. And in 2019, I believe that was one of the most listened to short form series podcast because it's only a couple of episodes, but it's it's absolutely amazing. And we'll we'll show we'll put the link to the sixteen nineteen podcast and to the daily in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. But without further ado, Kenya Christian, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. You and you. It's so funny because I I was I was telling Kenya that. For all of my regular listeners, I very rarely make the mistake of not hitting record, but I didn't hit record and she was saying such great things. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll rewind this and do it over again. And the only reason why I'm sharing this is because nothing in life is perfect and you're going to make mistakes. And I always remind my listening audience that, you know, you just got to go out there and get 1% better each day. And so even sometimes in the throes of things, you forget to hit record. So note to self, don't forget to hit record especially if you're going to record some amazing people like Miss Christian. So why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit, of, get, give them a little taste of your superhero origin story and how you ended up here in Northwest Arkansas. I like that superhero. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri, specifically the suburb of Independence. And um, as I mentioned to you uh, previously, people think of the chiefs, the Kansas City chiefs coming from Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. But actually, if you ask the People who live in Independence will tell you it's actually Independence. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of pride in your voice. I mean, your boys did, yeah. did what hadn't been done yes, in they 50 did. years. So. They did. And I, I've been a hardcore Chiefs fan. I, mean, I was born a Chiefs fan. So. Right. So that's all you know. That's all I know. Yeah. So I, And we have a lot of lists. I mean, that was the thing. When I first moved here, I recognized that if you're not from Northwest Arkansas and you come here, there's pretty much two camps. You're either a Dallas Cowboys fan for a lot of people. There's a small camp of people that were originally St. Louis Rams fans, but when they left St. Louis, like I have one friend that's from St. Louis and he's like, the Rams are dead to me. So I I don't even acknowledge the folks out in California. And then of course, you have a lot of Chiefs fans. And so, so yeah, this is kind of like Chiefs Nation South, if you will. (laughs) Yes. And it's, it's wonderful to see how the, how everyone has embraced the Chiefs. At first I was a little, a little jealous. I'm like, wait a minute. These are my chiefs, but right. it, no, we yeah. share them with everyone. Patrick is a special, a special guy, very talented. Absolutely, yeah. And and you know, with the way he plays, and with the you know Andy Reid being a coach, and I'm so glad he. I mean, I always I always thought he was a really good guy, and um, just the way he's handled everything when he was with the the Eagles, the problems that he had with his with his two boys, and, and just everything about him struck me as just being a, a really good guy. So I'm happy that he got his first Lombardi trophy after all these years. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I, I think that's a perfect testament to the fact that you don't ever give up. Yes, absolutely. You it is going, exactly so. that. And and that, it kind of speaks to a little bit more of my personal story, really. You just keep going until you, you don't give up. And having moved from the inner city, Kansas City, as a young married couple with a little baby, my parents moved into independence during a time where you would think, you know, this is late 70s, early 80s. We, we've gotten past the neighborhood moving away when a black family moves in, but that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. That happened to them and they had to deal with that. And then 
having their two little girls go to an elementary school there and being amongst the first black students there, they had to deal with that too. And they did a wonderful job of raising my sister and myself to not become hardened by that, not to have a chip on your shoulder behind that. And all gratitude goes to them for for raising us to be well-rounded and, and have a love of everyone and, and to still see good in people. I think you also mentioned fueled by optimism. Fueled by, yes, yeah, optimism. That. Yeah, yes, yeah. that, they, that, they're, it, that people can still be that. And they just have to be taught. Right. Right. You know, and racism, I've and I say this a lot, is a trauma. Yeah. Really. Absolutely. It is it is absolutely a trauma. And going, you know, pulling in the art piece of this, I have a lot of my family members are very creative people. My father is creative. He drew murals on our wall freehand and and colored them in and and he made clothes for us. He made I mean, really dad was the homemaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he he made my mom a dress. You know, he that was something that he that he did and he and you know, passes that down to us. His love of all forms of music that comes from him. You know, I I played the alto sax all through uh, high school and uh, every once in a while I I fiend for it. Yeah. I haven't ever I haven't pulled it out in quite oh, a while, wow. but still have one, I still have okay, one. Okay, good, good. You know, and good. I still enjoy that. That all came that creative sense, that sense of exploration. I think I mentioned to you that growing up I wanted to be an astronomer. You know, that wasn't going to be possible because I had more of that artistic streak in me. Right. That, you know, and I wanted to explore that and you know, my parents allowed me to. Yeah. And yeah. so when I got married at a very young age, well, not young, I was 23 years old. But that move, that's what brought me here to okay. Northwest Arkansas. Okay. And I, when I left Kansas City, I'd worked for a yearbook publishing company uh, as a temp, and I loved it. And I said, you know what? I want to go into publishing. Change my mind. You know, this is what I want to do. So I come to Northwest Arkansas, and I get in with the printer, work for a printer for a period of time, and then I went for a sign shop, and then I worked for a trade show exhibit company, then I worked for a company that, that did product design and product development and marketing for Walmart vendors. And then from there, I went and worked for actually a full service ad agency where I was thrown into a world of learning TV and radio and web design and other forms of print that I had never explored before. And that whole, I mean, very creative career, very broad career in a 20 year time span. And until recently, I hadn't really pursued my art professionally outside of digital, right? Sure. And in the last 12 years, I've been pursuing that outside of digital and I'm loving it. How would you rate, I mean, Northwest Arkansas as a place in terms of whether it stifles creativity or encourages creativity from an artistic perspective? Depends on who you are. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's that's kind of a loaded question and not really answering the question, but me personally, I don't think it's stifled my creativity, but it certainly hasn't fostered a professional career mm-hmm. as a, as an artist, as a local artist. I yeah. feel like the arts are starting to, are here in Northwest Arkansas, absolutely here because of Crystal Bridges, but I feel like a lot of people are bringing in artists instead of grooming or, or taking care of the, of the arts that are here on the ground. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think is lacking. Right. And I think the momentary obviously is going to play a huge part in that because now you're going to create, you, you, you've essentially created a new platform where you can give 
people that are local an opportunity to develop their craft. And as I think about this, I just sat down recently with the, um, with the folks from Theater Squared, which is a local production company. And, and, you know, they are big on trying to get local people to be part of their productions. And so I, I see that as, as these are newer outlets where this creativity is being allowed, where necessarily, I mean, Theater Squared, I guess, maybe wasn't around when you first moved here, but uh, it's, it has developed. Well, one of the organizations that, that was here when I got here was known as Rogers Little Theater. Okay. And it's downtown Rogers, and it's community theater. And all of the people from the ushers to set builders to the actors, the performers, are all volunteer. Yeah. Completely 100% volunteer organization at the time. I mean, they even, it was a dinner theater. So even the people that came in to, to, to serve the food, the caterers, you know, they, they got paid, but they were pretty much the only ones. Right, right. Right. They had a theater manager and that was it. So the getting rights to plays and all that came from the support of patrons coming to see the shows yeah. and then donors. But that organization has grown by leaps and bounds, and I've been so fortunate to be part of it. I was a board member for a period of time. I've volunteered there, you know, cleaning bathrooms and ushering in people and, and making sure food is set up properly to working on the actual marketing and helping them rebrand themselves as Arkansas Public Theater. Okay. Okay. And now they've grown. They've got an executive director and a theater manager. Hello. So <laughs> they've got some two paid positions. Yeah, exactly. You know, but to see that evolve, to see the organization evolve. And like you say, they want, they need community involvement. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. that's so important. Yeah. So, I mean, and I love that. And that's one of the reasons why, I mean, again, the whole idea behind I Am Northwest Arkansas is to really talk about all the things that make this area great. You've got the businesses, you've got the culture, right? Which includes the arts. You have entrepreneurship and then you have just life in general. So, I mean, there's so much to, that we could obviously talk about, but I really want to kind of hone in on this event coming up. You, you're working on a project and I would love for you to share with this audience exactly, just give them a little, little, I guess, view into the 1619 project from your perspective and what you're hoping to accomplish with this art exhibit. And then we'll go over the particulars about where it will be and all that uh, coming up next, starting next week. Right. So I was introduced to the 1619 project, first of all, through Facebook. Okay. I was seeing a lot of um, sponsored content, but I didn't click through on it. Because I thought it was going to be more of what I already knew right. of, of the year 1619. This is not a new idea. But then Gwen Kelly, who veteran in multicultural marketing and diversity, equity, and inclusion, consulting with several different companies and interning with some, on some different projects and familiar with the area. She lived here for 12 years. Right. Working for a company that recruited her specifically for that. But she reached out to me and she said, have you looked at this? I think that I want to see this introduced in Northwest Arkansas and maybe in a dramatic fashion, right. you know, a, a dramatic reading, a dramatic play. How could we bring this to life? And I said, well, hold on, hold that thought. Let me check this out because you're, you're talking to me about it. I've seen it on Facebook. Let me take time to read it. And much like you, I was 
use the word I was shook. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is information that I've always known, but the way that Nicole Hannah Jones put this together just it was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it was. And for the listeners, Nicole Hannah Jones is an award winning writer, reporter at the New York Times. And also, just for reference, just because some people are listening, like, what is 1619 and the significance of it? And a lot of people ask that question. And the significance is simply that was the beginning or the first time that Africans were brought over as slaves to the United States. And so they celebrated 400 years since Africans set foot here on soil in the United States. And so that's that's the whole significance behind when you hear people say 1619, it's a date, almost akin to the date when the pilgrims landed here. Absolutely. So. And I was going to say that a lot of people talk about the year 1619 and want to discount it, but no one discounts when the Mayflower got here. Yeah. A yeah, year later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we can't really, we can't discount what happened in 1619 and the effects that are still being felt today. Yeah. And so having read that project and I, I became Gwen's biggest cheerleader, I'm like, let's go, let's do it. Let's bring it here. But, you know, there, there's always constraints to bringing something of that magnitude the way you envision it mm-hmm. and trying to work within those constraints. I said, what if we did something a little bit smaller? She said, well, you know, let's think about it. You know, we'll see what comes up. And sure enough, I participated in Art on the Bricks. Every second Thursday of each month, the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce supports this. Art on the Bricks is a program to bring people downtown Rogers and to highlight art in several different locations. And the Rogers Experimental House invited me and so about 20 other artists to come. It's kind of their opening celebration to the year. Sure. And, and it's Black History Month. Well, we're, in January, when she first you know approached me to, to show my art, I said, absolutely. So right. I participated in that. And then at that event in January, I said to her, what if we brought in emerging artists, specifically black artists, to help celebrate Black History Month? And she's like, oh, my goodness. Yes. OK, you're on it. Tag, you're it. <laughs> and I said, OK. You were probably like, man, did I just say that? <laughs> You know, a little bit I did, a little bit, but like I, you know, at the outside, well, I said previously on my website, I described myself as a jack of all trades, trying to master at least one. Right, right. Um, You're doing a good job, though. You know, so I thought, well, okay, here we go. Let's do this. Just jump in with both feet. That's how I do things. And and so I did. But I thought, you know, the light bulb went off. I said, this is it. Gwen, this is where we introduced Northwest Arkansas to the year 1619. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to do it in the framework of artwork because you think about when you go to a gallery or a museum, you're allowed to stand quietly and reflect on that piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. Maybe read a little bit about that artwork. And you're doing that internally. You're having that conversation within yourself. Mm-hmm. And you walk away and you're still being affected by that. Right. So I thought this is a way for people to learn about the 1619 project, learn about the year 1619 and the effects of it still felt today where they can go up and read it and silently have that conversation with themselves. Yeah. All right. They don't have to have a sit down face to face where they feel uncomfortable talking about it. 
They don't have to feel bombarded or attacked yeah. for what they may be thinking or how they want to react to what they're being told. They can just sit and read it. And then they can be inspired or moved by the artwork from local artists here in Northwest Arkansas who are also appreciating this culture, specifically Black American culture here. And Gwen, bless her heart, she said, you know, this should be opened up to not just Black artists or or people of color. Mm -hmm. You need to open this up to everyone. Right. And so I said, you know what? You're right. Let's everyone. And and, and it goes back to what I've always known to be true is that there's inherent good in every in people. Absolutely. And that there are other people out there who are sincere and who appreciate this culture and who may want to know more about this history. So let's invite everybody. So there are artists out of the 11 artists, I believe, that I've that are gotten so far because i'm still getting artists that Mm -hmm. want to participate it's like i'm hanging i'm working on this thing (laughs) and i still have people coming and wanting to to be part of it but it's a pretty split down the middle okay of black artists and white artists and the artwork is beautiful all of it and it fits perfectly all of the excerpts i've chosen from the essays we were that we uh, received approval to use match up with the artwork. I couldn't have been, I could not be more happy with how this is going to turn out. Wow. That's awesome. And people can come in and like I say, they can, they can learn about this and they can reflect quietly and take in a hope that they take away something that they didn't know before, be inspired by it and talk about it with others. Yeah. And for the artists that have participated that talk back at the end of the month, I want them and I want to give them an opportunity to express why they got involved in this, why they said, you know what? Yes, I want to participate in this and what they hope to accomplish by being part of it. Right. What do they want people to walk away when they, when they, they put their artwork out there? Now, what do they want in return? Yeah, yeah. And more than that, as a community of artists locally, what would we like to see? How would we like this to continue to go forward? And that's ultimately what I want. I want a permanent place for this type of artwork to be seen all the time. A permanent place for these pieces of the 1619 Project to be framed up with the artwork where businesses and organizations and and students can come in and learn about it and get connected with their artistic community here. Not just a passing exhibit. Yeah, yeah. But a permanent place. Yeah. And speaking of a passing exhibit, so that the idea is that this is going to be on location at the Rogers Experimental House until the end of February. Until the end of February. And then it goes to the Rogers Historical Museum until the end of March. End of March. So that you'll have, those of you listening right now, this episode is going to come out just a couple of days before the, the grand presentation of the 1619 Project here in Northwest Arkansas. You'll have some time even after this podcast episode has aired to check it out, whether at the Experimental House or at the Rogers Historical Museum. And then if you're listening to this after the fact, so like in April or May or maybe even sometime next year, you know, you'll have information in the show notes where you can reach out and connect with Kenya and learn more about what she's doing and and where, if anything, this particular installation is, and if maybe if it has a permanent home 
you'll learn more about that. And then if nothing else, I think one of the reasons why I didn't want to necessarily get into all the particulars of the 1619 project and, and kind of rehash exactly what's discussed specifically on the podcast or through the essays or the articles is because I would encourage all of my listeners to check it out for yourself. You know, I don't even think I could do it justice by talking about it. I think obviously from an artistic perspective, Kenya and her team and, and all these amazing artists are going to give it their perspective from an artistic standpoint. But I think just to understand the historical significance of that date and what it means to this country, black and white, it's, I, I would encourage you, I'll put the link on the show notes, go listen to the podcast and inform your own opinions based on the information that's shared. It, it is, I think I've listened to it three times in the, you know, several episodes. It's, it's, all I can say is that it's deep. I think the first time I listened to it, I cried a little bit just listening to it, just listening to the stories. And it's told through the lens of the lives of several Black families through those 400-year periods and things that they, I mean, this is all accurate historical fact. I mean, this is not conjecture or this is one person's opinion or somebody. This is all documented fact that, that, that is discussed in here. So it's just the idea that, you know, we, those that, that, that forget their history are doomed to repeat it. And, you know, I think in our country, we're all in this together. And so the more that we can understand his historical significance and context, I think the better off that we'll, we will be, especially when it comes to our relationships, uh, because we, you know, we, we all have to live here on this, on this tiny planet. And uh, I think it's incumbent upon us to work as hard as we can to try to understand each other. I always like how Brene Brown talks about looking, looking at some, you don't really talk to somebody. I mean, it's one thing to talk some, to someone. Most of the times we're talking over somebody or past them. But when you really stop to look into somebody's eyes and understand them, understand where they came from, understand their historical proximity to you and, and just the relationships that exist there. I think it's important. So, you know, it's, I think we need to do more of that. And, and I get it that, you know, for some of you listening, this might be a little bit more touchy-feely because I talk about barbecue and I talk about entrepreneurship oh, Wait, and business, wait, wait, now you talk about barbecue. No, but I mean- Listen. <laughs> so, you know, let me finish my thoughts. Okay. So, 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 no, I'm just saying, I mean, I, yeah, I talk about some weighty subjects. I talk about some light subjects. I just think it's in the context of things, what Northwest Arkansas has meant to me and means to me is that there are so many different factors that play into what I believe makes this place a great place. And just just the fact that you're doing what you're doing is, is symbolic to me for to that end. Right? Absolutely. And let me speak to that because I think about, well, so I've been involved in with, with any parts of Rogers for since I got here. Okay. First off, getting involved with working with the uh, Rogers Little Theater. And then I actually worked on the marketing for the city of Rogers before it even be, had a convention and visitors bureau. Mm -hmm. So when it was just the Rogers A&P commission, I sat in on those meetings. Yeah. I learned what was going on and what, what was happening with the city and how they were trying to brand themselves. What were they? What are they? Who is Rogers? And I worked on those. Yeah. I sat in on focus groups trying to figure out what the what Rogers brand is Bentonville has its identity. Springdale has an identity. Fayetteville has an identity. Where does Rogers fit in on that? And to your point, with Northwest Arkansas being a unique place, I feel like Rogers is the most unique of them all because it's everything. Rogers is groundbreaking. Rogers is forward thinking. Rogers is 
has been a place that has fostered my creativity to be sure. And all of the leadership over the years, specifically at the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce, has been nothing but supportive of me and what my endeavors are. And this this project is no different. Yeah. They completely embraced it. And I'm so excited to see where, where Rogers goes with this, with this project and really with developing its art and culture scene, because I feel like it's coming. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I've actually was involved with a uh, a Rogers. They have a project called, uh, I think, I don't know if it's called Project 2030, but it's their focus on where is Rogers going to be in the next 10 years? Yes. And, um, you know, what are going to be the things that are, are going to allow Rogers to really evolve and grow? I mean, Rogers has a very diverse community. Yeah. I mean, there are just a lot of questions about how they do it. And I commend Rogers for being at the forefront of that and not just you know, kind of like waking up one day, like, oh my gosh, we never thought of this. It's like, they're actually doing things. But I would say every city here in Northwest Arkansas is progressive from that standpoint. And I think that's important, especially people that are listening to this, that may be thinking about relocating here, maybe Tyson's on your radar or JB Hunt's on your radar or Walmart's on your radar. And you're thinking about coming here to work, or you just realize that this is such a, a, a very rich environment for, for corporate employment. This place is on the move. It's as I like to say, it's on the come up. I mean, it and it's it is not. This is not your grandfather's Northwest Arkansas, and that's not to say that that's a bad thing. It's just no place ever stays the same. It does change and evolve over time. And I just think that I think that that this is actually a, a fairly progressive area, and it continues to evolve. And we'll just keep getting better every day. That's why that's like one of my models is get one percent better every day. Yes, and I think Northwest Arkansas is doing a great job of that, and Rogers is especially doing that. So Yes. And, and to your point about this kind of backtrack a little bit on, on the 1619 project, I appreciated that you said that, you know, you and I sitting here today could not do it justice, but encouraging people to go out and do a little bit more and dig a little bit deeper and read that project, because what will overcome the fear that fuels racism mm-hmm. is knowledge. Yeah. When you realize and understand and believe that knowledge is power, that's where we go from here. You, Absolutely. You know, you've got to get past the fear and the apprehension and teach yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really, really important. It's, and then you have to have a heart that's receptive. Yeah. Right. Your, yeah. your heart has to be in a place where you're willing to take it in and learn from it and not be hardened. You don't want to be, have a hard heart. What does that say about you going forward as a, as a person, as a human being, just making it through life? Yeah. Soften that heart up, allow it to be receptive and take the knowledge in and, and you're going to grow. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think, and that's a perfect point. Cause I mean, I, I, I certainly, I'm constantly looking, looking for the best in everyone. And I think that just because that's my focus and I have, I know for, I have friends that they look at the worst in everybody. And it's, you know, some people and, and people listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about. You have friends that their focus is always negative. Then you have some friends that their focus is always positive or how do I get to that positive place? And so that's kind of where I am. And I think that the world, the world could be a much better place if we would, would just start looking at the glass as half full as opposed to half empty. Exactly. And to that point, you know, in, you know, the idea of cultural appropriation, I, I spoke to this in a, in another interview where I said, you know, to me, it, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right. right? 
And it doesn't matter, even if you try to repackage it or whitewash it, the fact is that you loved it just the way it was. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you can't erase that. Yeah. Deep down inside, you know, you liked it just the way it was. Right. Yes. And that's, that's all that I need to see. You know, however you want to, what, the way you want to express that, that's on you. But don't try to front. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and go ahead and do, go ahead and do that. Right. But we really know. And instead of trying to repackage it or whitewash it or put it in a different way, just go ahead and embrace it. And then guess what happens? Then people will come to you and they will say, thank you for doing that. Thank you for expressing your love and appreciation for all that is whatever that culture is. Right. Be it what be it, you know, black or Hispanic or Marshallese. I don't care what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, absolutely. And then when you and, and think about the love you will get if you just let it go. Exactly. It's so funny. It, it, you brought that up. And so I, I will air some of my own experiences growing up. It's kind of like I thought about I grew up in northern New Jersey and I can remember listening to groups like and I don't know because I think it's because my father just had a very eclectic music palette. OK, he let's hear to it everything because that's my so, dad. So 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 my so I was I mean, I would listen to like Ambrosia and I there mean, you, go. you know, some old <laughs> school stuff. But it wasn't like traditional things. So like a lot of my friends, I mean, I had black and white friends, but my black friends would be like, why are you listening to that white music? And I'm like, dude, this music is good. And then when I started listening to Boston and Led Zeppelin and all this oh other stuff. And then, Pink it, Floyd. And, yeah, and then people would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. But it's, I can imagine it would be the same way that some, you know, some uh, a young white boy might who would a young white kid might be listening to rap. You know, or Tribe Called Quest back in the 90s and, yes. and didn't want to let all his friends know that he liked that music. And it's just like, it's just music, you know, yes. and it's, 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 it's not white or black. It's, it's an expression of art. It's expression of that particular artist, you know, how they saw the world and what they were sharing. And I just, you know, as you say that, it just reminds me, it just, it, 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 it creates a level of equality that we need to, uh, we need to try to aspire to. Right. Where we don't look at it through the, the lens of black or white. It's just, this is just great art. This is great music. Right. And, and but, I love this. And then too, when you start breaking down those artistic styles, when you look and, and peel back all the layers of the history and you see that some of that had its beginnings with slaves that showed up here mm -hmm. in the 1600s oh, and the 1700s. Absolutely. Think about what that will do to your worldview. Mm-hmm. To the, it, it's not gonna. It shouldn't blow your mind. What it should do is help you to appreciate the people who are around you, black, brown, and in between. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we could certainly go on and on. I, oh my I, goodness, I, I yes. Could, uh, there's, there's a lot that I could share. I just wanted to. Well, um, see, I you you named off some of those bands. You got my dad raised me on the Beatles. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the Beatles. Too. Oh my I goodness. Mean, I love the Beatles too. But I mean, my father was like a like a three dog night. Ambrosia, Mine too, right? Uh, Doobie Brothers oh kind of person. So, right? Yeah, so. CCR? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we go, we could go, could go on and on. I could go back to... for the, Remember that group it, Traffic? And Mandrill. Oh. Uh, so, and then, I mean, I just... It's Crosby, so Stills, and oh, Nash. Oh, man. I mean, and you young. know. And, then, and it's so funny. I, I went to see Santana when he came to the Amp yes. this past year, and I was blown away. And big shout out to a friend of mine who took me to that concert. And it was just, I just, 
it was so cool to see all the people in that audience. How about just, Chicago? Oh, look, oh, every time Chicago has been here, <laughs> I have been here. <laughs> so yeah, that's funny. And that's I funny. did get my tickets to Steely Dan as well. Oh, so, that's right, Steely Dan and um, uh, Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood, right? So yeah, so that's going to be a great. Uh, that's going to be a great event at the Amp in June. Uh, and actually, I will put a link in the show notes for those of you that listen to this before June. You should check out that Doobie Brothers concert because it's going to be, uh, I'm sorry, a Steely Dan concert because it's going to be outstanding. Yes. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now, man, listen. All right. So here's, here's the deal. Those of you that are listening to this podcast, especially if you're listening to it right as it comes out, because I know I have some hardcore listeners, I really want you to make it down to the inaugural event for this. The Art Walk Walt Rogers, the actual first day is what day? February 13th. It's okay. so a Thursday night. It kicks off. The doors are open four o'clock yeah. and you know, some of the artists will be there at 445 or thereabout. The um, Arkansas Arts Academy fifth and sixth grade dance troupe will perform. Yes. My kids CC, go to that school. CC so, yeah. Finley is, oh my goodness, she reached out to me. She heard about this project. She heard about the exhibit and said, I, I want in. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. So yeah. they're going and talk about getting emotional watching something. I have to admit, she sent me videos of these, of these girls dancing and I, I got a little, I got a little emotional Yeah, watching yeah. the girls dance because they were so into it and, oh, yeah. and, and loving it. And I'm like, oh yes, please <laughs> get as many of those They're, kids yeah. rounded up and bring them down. Listen, AAA, as I like to call it, or, or better known as the Arkansas Arts Academy has some super talented young yes, people there, both in the lower school and in the upper school. And I only the only thing that I'm sorry about with regard to this date is that I will physically be out of town speaking at an event. Otherwise, I would be there with bells on. But I want some of my listeners, my I am Northwest Arkansas listeners to do me proud by showing up at this event, by tracking Kenya down and saying, hey, I heard about you from that podcast with Randy. I really liked it. And I wanted to come down here and support you. And listen, if that's not enough, Torchies is bringing out their queso that oh. night. Okay. There we go. So Torchies will be there. Torchies queso is on point. It's so. on point. Yes. So come check it out. Exactly. We're open in Fayetteville and, and Rogers. And they have one of Rogers. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right across from the top where the new Top Golf is. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, sir. That, yeah. that queso is on point. It, it will be good. there. And also, um, I'm going to have some of my favorite wines there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Real quickly, you are uh, uh, you are are studying to be a sommelier. Yes, I've... and uh, for those that 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 aren't as cultured, and I, I'm not including myself in that that group, but <laughs> but I, I mean, if you are a sommelier, you you are a special individual, and so Kenya is working towards that, and and uh, there's a lot to be said for just being able to ascertain the the, the great things in life, like a good wine, a good a good, um, you know, bourbon, uh, a good cigar. And I mean, there's something to be said for that. And we may have to have another episode to kind of talk about oh, that. Oh, I would because, love to because, talk about because, that. Because, because there, are, there, are, there are, when you talk about the finer things of Northwest Arkansas and, and, you know, people like to imbibe from time to time and they like to take in the stuff that's, there's just so much going on here and it's hard to keep track of it. But I didn't want to talk too much about it with this particular episode, but we're going to have to put a pin in it and come back and talk about your your life as a uh, up and coming sommelier. Yes, so, up and yeah. coming in training. In fact, um, that'll be good to come back because I'll be making an, an my next uh, my yearly trip out to Napa. 
in a couple of weeks, actually. Okay. So good, good, good. After you do all this stuff. This After week, I do yeah. all this stuff, I'll <laughs> so, be ready. Yeah, you will be ready for a glass <laughs> of wine. That is for sure. So, well, Kenya, it has been uh, nothing short of a pleasure to have you on um, the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I really appreciate it. You certainly do embody what Northwest Arkansas is all about, at least in my book, but as well as in the books of a lot of other people that I've talked to that listen to this podcast and are really inspired and encouraged about what we're trying to do here. So uh, please keep doing what you're doing. Kenya Christian, again, is a CEO, designer, and artist at 4209 Creative. And um, you can also catch her at kenyachristian.com. I'll put uh, links to both of her sites in the show notes. I would certainly like if you can support her, if you can support her efforts, what she's doing, but also just support the art on the, bro- on the bricks with the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce. They do a lot of work with that. My, we, my kids and my wife and I went down there this summer and went into one of the stores that was participating, and we painted some really great pieces of artwork in that. I mean, it was just a lot of fun. See, I would love to do something like that where we could make it, you hear about these drink and draw, drink and paint, yeah, you yeah, know, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to take that up a notch. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> with, no. with some of those, some of those wine pairings to right. the type of artwork. I, yeah. I, I could pair, I, let's get it all that the way down. Fun. That so. would be fun. I'm so, so glad that y'all, you, you all were able to. Oh yeah, we did. That. And we're, and we're going to, cause I told Karen that we were going to do it again. And so it's just, I think people need to know that these, these events are available and uh, you should certainly partake of them and, and they're free. I mean, that's the other thing yes. too. So the event that I went to, I went to two different locations. People were serving appetizers. They were serving drinks. I mean, it was really, really, it was well done. I was very impressed with it. So I certainly want to encourage that. Now, I'll also put a link to the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce in the show notes. You can check them out and a link to Karen since she is the reason why we're even sitting down talking right now. And then we'll just go from there. But any last thoughts before we close? No, um, other than thank you. Absolutely. For providing the platform for this. And and thank you to Northwest Arkansas for being the way that it is. Yeah, so absolutely. inclusive and, and ready to accept people like myself in you and what we're trying to accomplish here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's, I you know, that. it's making it the, the good life, right? Yeah, it's- exactly. Right here. And people say I laugh all the time. And, I, and those of you that listen a lot know I say this. When I tell my friends from back east that I live in Arkansas or that, you know, they ask me how long, you know, how long you're going to live there. I'm like, man, I love it here. It's great. And uh, I mean, I could technically live anywhere, but I, I chose to live here and I'm staying for a while. It's grown on me and um, y'all are not going to be able to get rid of me that easy. So you notice <laughs> well, how I said y'all. Rid- right? they, listen, they haven't gotten rid of me. I've been here 20 years. <laughs> there you go. So absolutely. So, well, Kenya, thank you so much. We really appreciate okay, you. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I really want to encourage you to come out and be a part of this 1619 event. If you are listening to this after March of 2020, that's okay. Just connect with uh, with Kenya online, connect with her website, and in wherever this 1619 program is, we'll make you aware of that. And if nothing else, just connect with the, uh, the show notes so that you can uh, learn more about the 1619 project, learn more about what Nicole Hannah-Jones was doing with that, and maybe read some of her essays, some of the articles that were written in the New York Times. So I'd really appreciate that. And uh, we would appreciate it that you just continue to support us in any way that you can. I'd ask you to do one of three things. You can either, you can share this podcast with a friend. I'd ask for you to visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com and join our email list so you can get our weekly newsletter. 
And then I'd also ask if you get a chance, wherever you listen to this podcast, please give, write a review and leave a, a rating and let us know what you think about the podcast, what you like, what you don't like. We've gotten, we've gotten some great reviews and we want to start reading them on the air, but we would love for you just to kind of share your thoughts and sentiments about what we're doing here with this show. And we're only going to continue to grow. 2020 is going to be an amazing year for us. And we're excited that you've taken time out of your busy day, whether you're on the treadmill, whether you're walking on the Razorback Trail, whether you are riding to work up in Bentonville or wherever you're going, or whether you're somewhere else in the country and you're listening to this podcast, trying to figure out whether or not you need to move here, do it. Trust me. You'll, you'll, you'll thank me later. That's all I have for you guys. And uh, I will catch you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.